welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast, uh, where we're coming off of a New Year's break. Happy New Year 2019. We have the original squad uh, back on the podcast, Dr. Steph. How Hello. Are you doing? Fantastic. Uh, Dr. Nicholas, how was your uh, time skiing? What's up, sports performers? Uh, <laughs> skiing was good. Snow wasn't that great. Dr. Marisa, was how was uh, Chicago? No, where? Yeah, I slept in Chicago last night. Got stuck. Thanks, American Airlines. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out. Shout out. Uh, today we're uh, giving you some great, great uh, answers to questions on why you develop pain. And this is anybody, anybody can be part of this uh, process, right? And, and what this topic is and how we develop pain is amazing. And it is not just from a burn or bruise or a incorrect lift. There's a lot more to it. Uh, and I'll let the master, Dr. Nick, answer the first question. What is pain? Oh, not the master, but <laughs> pain, according to the um, International Body of Life Pain Scientists, um, is an unpleasant experience mm -hmm. related to tissue damage or potential tissue damage. Key words being experience and potential. Mm. I mean, is pain, like, is it bad? It is always associated with something bad. Uh, is, is it, is pain bad? I mean, is that a... Is that a thing? Pain can be bad, but it also can be not bad or not related to any tissue damage or any mm. injury. Yeah. Yeah. So there's different types of pain, obviously. Um, what is the difference between acute and chronic pain? Dr. Steph. So... The definition of acute is, uh, or I don't know if it's even the technical definition, but it's more recent. Mm -hmm. um, so something that just happened recently. There's still an inflammation process going on. Um, it happened recently. Yeah. Chronic is something that's been going on for a very long time. Whether that very long time means a couple months, a couple years. Yeah. Um, it's just something that the, the inflammation has gone down and now you're dealing with a whole other set of issues. For sure. So, and, and you can almost kind of break that down. There's traumatic and atraumatic sure. as well, right? Yeah, overuse and yeah, injuries. For yeah, for sure. So, um, and those are different, right? Because when you have traumatic, that means you were skiing and you fell and hurt your knee, right? From an event. Then there's atraumatic, which is you didn't fall, you didn't do anything, you just woke up with something or it just started out of nowhere, right? So that's atraumatic. And what we're focusing on today is the atraumatic. Things that you really, or... Or traumatic or, that turned into yeah, an ongoing actually. issue. So, I mean, and, and that's the way we're going to break this up. And that kind of helps you kind of, you know, understand that um, the types of pain that you have are going to be associated with how that kind of developed. So, you know, Dr. Steph, you said acute. I mean, what... What's the, the time range? What would you say for acute? And everyone's going to have a little different range. I would say up to two weeks. Okay. What would you say? I would say up to four weeks, honestly. Ooh. Um, Fair. I feel like most tissue healing takes six weeks to heal. In the mm -hmm. first four weeks, you can expect the inflammation. 
Got it. So, and then there's a, we won't talk too much about this, but there's a subacute kind of in between that too. So acute being something newer, chronic being something older, right? And then we broke that down with traumatic and atraumatic. Okay. Uh, What things intensify pain? Dr. Nick? Pain can be intensified by a lot of things. It can be intensified by your mood, your attitude, how much sleep you've had, stress, your fatigue. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, any more? Yeah, I'd say also temperature. Mm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. So sometimes a warmer joint Extreme. feels yeah. better than a cold joint. Yeah. So that's yeah. why a lot of people will wear the knee sleeves. Um, the heat will help their, their joint feel a little bit better. Um, it can be affected by the oxygen status of the tissue. And mm-hmm. so if tissues aren't getting a ton of oxygen, that can result in pain. So if you think you've been sitting for a really long time and your muscles are super inactive and they're not getting a ton of blood flow because you're not using them, mm-hmm. maybe that's why some people get pain when they sit in one position for too long. Mm. Like somebody <laughs> at a desk. Like somebody at a desk, yeah. Um, yeah, So and you're right because, I mean, there's so much variation, right? And yeah. then you're... you're uh, cultural experience. I mean, there's so culture, much. Yeah, yeah. culture is a big one. But that is, I mean, and there's a lot of data on that information that you're, um, that the way you were brought up or the experiences that you had are going to also influence on what you perceive as trauma or, or, or pain, right? Yeah, I mean, especially if you have a previous experience with that specific movement causing pain. Yeah. So let's say, I don't know, yeah, 10 years right. ago I hurt my uh-huh. knee and it used to be really painful to squat with my yeah. knee. Yep. You know, it could be 10 years in the future then and I remember that squatting is what was painful for me 10 years ago, so it's not a huge reach to think that my body's going to be prepared to experience pain if I do that movement again. 100%. And oftentimes it does happen like that. Go right into the fourth one. I mean, what role does the brain... <laughs> right into the fourth one, the brain. What role does the brain play in the pain cycle? Um, all of the roles, really. Um, if you take... <laughs> all of them. All of them. If you take out your brain, you're probably not going to be painful. But... Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> True. If, yeah, I mean, if you take out your brain, it's, it's not going to hurt anymore. But... Why does the brain have to do with pain? Like, why? I hurt my knee. Yeah. Stop talking right? about my brain. I know, like, exactly. Why? Yeah, so the reason that you feel pain, pain is like, it's an experience. It's this unpleasant sensation. Um, And that oftentimes starts by coming from nerve signals Mm -hmm. from a joint or from skin or from anything. Um, But that has to go somewhere in order for you to feel pain in order to say like, oh, I'm feeling pain. That has to be processed by your brain. And so there's no way to feel pain. If your brain is not doing that processing, I will give a throw mm-hmm. a quick caveat reflex, yeah. right? Like a, a temperature oh, hot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you put your hand on a steaming hot pot mm-hmm. and you remove that, the brain was not involved in that. That was no, pure that's reflex. Our final that's a, that's a goes, quick yeah. reflex. Um, what we're talking about is pain that has been there or developed and it has to go now. It's interpreted by the tissue that is in pain, it goes all the way up to your brain, and then that mm-hmm. brain sends a signal back to how to interpret. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Caveat to that, though, your brain can also send signals down to the joint before Ooh. you even do something, saying this is going to be painful. That's true. Oh, Got it. And that is the role of the brain. That's what you're That's saying. That's huge. Yeah, you can move differently if you're anticipating pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people with back pain, we know that they move differently when they go to pick something up yep. off of the ground because they think it will be painful. Based on if history. They go, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Based on that. So okay. 
um, this does the brain and this is kind of to all of you guys does the brain have a bigger role in acute or chronic pain I would say a lot of both yeah, yeah right yeah. so it's not just I mean that's a big perception right that you know chronic pain that the brain is kind of dictating what's going on but also, whether the tissue is actually sending signals to the brain mm -hmm. about some severity or level of pain. Yeah. They've learned that as pain persists and goes on longer, it's not related. It can't always correspond to tissue or tissue damage that well. Yeah. So the brain is, is very powerful in our perception of, of a feeling, right, of, mm -hmm. of, of pain. And we bring this topic to you listeners because... We see this day in, day out. This is what our job is, right? To help you interpret these signals. I think another thing that can make pain worse is feeling um, helpless or not knowing what's going on. Mm. Yeah. So that's another way that we can help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like whenever you know what's going to happen, whenever you have a, a good guideline in your head of, you know, timeline in your head of what's going to happen. Yeah. Because you've been told that, yeah. it makes it easier to deal with the pain, and then you're less stressed, you're less freaked out about it, and it's easier to handle. I would agree with that 100%. Yeah, um, yeah you have to have that, mm -hmm. that support, um, especially if something that you don't know how to deal with it. You're right. Um, that is helpless. Whether it's a new pain or an old pain, it's it's, mm -hmm. still it's easier pain. to yeah, it it's is. still pain, and it's easier to Stimulus. deal with when someone says this pain is okay to ignore, this pain is not okay to ignore, and they yeah. give you a guideline on what. To expect. I think it makes it easier to, to handle the pain. You don't stress out and yeah. makes the pain better. Yeah. And yeah, and and I'll kind of address the kind of the fifth topic we want to talk about here. And you know, what are guidelines for working out in pain, right? That's what you're talking about, mm -hmm. is is that support system. So there is a ton of research in pain science, um, but uh, you know, whatever your threshold is, you know. Um, what I perceive as a two out of ten is going to be very different from what Nick perceives that, right? Um, I have I get every once in a while I get something called the man flu, and that is <laughs> ten out of ten. That is ten out of ten pain. And Steph, when she was delivering uh, two beautiful children, might have been at a nine or ten out of pain. Yeah, I still have not experienced the pain that you have when you get the man flu. It is, it is just gradient, yeah. right? I will never be able to understand. So how does it play a role in, in working out? Well, uh, everybody goes through some type of sufferer with, with working out. Your body doesn't know that you're working out. Your body just knows that you're traumatizing stress. it. It's stress. Yeah. It doesn't know that this this pain good is a good one. It, yeah. Or that you were pulling boxes out of your attic and you twisted and turned and you felt pain. Or you were deadlifting and you felt that same pain. Your body does not care. Doesn't discriminate. It's just a stimulus, right? So my point to this is that when you're working out and you have um, you have pain, the goal there is that you uh, don't go too far above what your threshold is. So if you have a general, you know, low back pain of three out of ten, and when you work out, it's three out of ten. So if I ask you, do you have pain with working out? Yes. Well, Did that's it not different. From your Did it increase from your baseline, mm -hmm. right? And the next thing is. We generally say go two to three uh, units above where your baseline is, and tomorrow that should go back down to what your baseline is. Mm -hmm. Correct. Your baseline may never be zero. Never. True. Right? Mm -hmm. For some people, that's just reality. 
They've had trauma, surgery, history of back pain, military, you name it, amputees, so many variations in life experiences. Mm -hmm. You will never be down to a zero for some people, okay? They will have a baseline of one or three. The next day they work out and they're sore and everything else. They wake up the next morning, it goes back to a three. That's perfect. That's totally acceptable. There's enough science to support that. Now, if you work out and it goes up to eight out of 10 and you and it stays there for the next morning, you know that was too hard. So you have to find your own gradient. So all we're saying here is that pain is um, not always bad. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. It's a guide. Mm-hmm. It's telling you where you should and shouldn't be. Even for people with zero out of 10 pain, <laughs> if you have pain uh, the next day, you're two out of 10, you've never had pain before, that might be it telling you you did too much squats. Or bicep curls or whatever it may be. So um, it's a guide. It's talking. It's your body's way of communicating with you on what you should and shouldn't be doing. So for us, it's about giving you that information on what is expected and what's not. And that is one part of our job as physical therapists. One to help Mm -hmm. you identify that and then one to help you progress that. Mm -hmm. That is truly what it is, right? Would you guys agree? What's your guys' feedback? Yeah, I would say that's huge because a lot of people... (coughs) A lot of clients will come in and they'll just say, you know, it hurts when I do this. Yeah. So I've been avoiding it for the past three months. Yeah. And so I haven't, <laughs> I haven't pressed a barbell overhead in three yeah. months because it, because it, it hurts. Um, and I think that setting those expectations for being able to monitor the impact that those lifts are having yeah. on you, um, that next day is huge for people, and they they'll go and they'll do some presses and say, yeah, well, it hurt during, and then the next day it was it was gone. And so mm-hmm. that's how you know you're making a a positive change in their in their strength and their tolerance to certain lifts is when they're able to press bigger and bigger weights without having those flare-ups that next day. And I think that's really freeing and liberating to some people who have have avoided movement because of pain. Yeah. And and we know that movement is medicine, right? So mm-hmm. if you don't challenge that stimulus or you don't um, move or release those healthy hormones associated with exercise and general fitness, it's hard to get out of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this negative cascade associated with pain. You have pain, so you don't move. You, you Then you just develop this what we call fear avoidance. Your brain has associated walking or stairs with pain, so you avoid that. You go up and down the escalators. Well, you start gaining weight. Now you have more weight on that same joint. Increases now you have increases levels, pain. Increases stress. Yeah. Increases, increases you know, eating habits, depression, all this cascade of events that happens. So in reality, the only way to get out of that is movement, right? Like how do we get out of that whole cycle? It's not just pain meds. That's a temporary. You're just blocking the brain temporarily. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't fixed, right? You understand now where we're going with this. Pain meds get you a certain point where they're just blocking temporary release of um, transmitters and hormones and all these negative things that are associated with pain, but that does it temporarily. So you got to find the solution. And that solution is your way of addressing that. And and sometimes you need a coach, like a physical therapist, to be able to support you um, in in doing that. So working out is so uh, so powerful and moving. And and pain should not run your life. Pain should be an experience in life. We all have it in some variation. We all have it. There's nobody in whether you're professional. We have all types of clients here. We've got beginners. We've got kids. We kids develop pain too. It's amazing. Uh, older individuals, uh, veteran individuals, uh, you know, pro athletes, whatever it may be, and everybody has it to different ex- intensities and and due to different life experiences and and the tolerances that you have. So um, this is about learning what pain is 
to help you manage your expectations from an exercise and fitness standpoint and a general lifestyle. That is how you control pain. It's understanding it first and foremost, and then learning how to uh, push that threshold. Would you guys agree? Agree. Yeah. So don't let pain uh, dictate your life and, and what you do. It's a good thing. It, it is a guide. And uh, use that guide to help you figure out if you're doing too much, too little. If you have no pain, good for you. But I challenge you and say, like, how often are you working out? Maybe you're just a smart, maybe you're just a smart person and you've learned these strategies and you're like, I train three days a week. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I train three days a week. I have two days of yoga, stretching, whatever it may be. I have an active rest day. I go hiking and I'm in no pain. Beautiful. Great. You figured it out. That's your body. No. For those who haven't been able to do that, and we have, there's a lot of listeners out there. We have, you know, personal trainers. We have coaches. We've got uh, just the general community. And, and it's really helping people understand this to, to be able to exercise because if you don't exercise, you're probably going to be in pain. If you exercise too much, you're probably going to be finding the right dose of medicine. Is. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. And and finding that right lifestyle and fitness amount for you is is so important and just managing that. But if you don't continue to challenge that, you won't go anywhere from a fitness standpoint, whether that's weight loss or weight gain. So you're always challenging the envelope, right? You're pushing, pushing. at that new level and your body's going to tell you, back down. You push a little bit, you become more resilient. Body tells you it's too much, and you're just fighting this constant slope. That positive, that slope should be positive, but it's going to be a jagged edge versus a linear slope. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 So that is our point from a pain perspective. Anything else, guys? It covers it. That is pain. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Is what I hear. I don't no, know. No, it's your body's way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> asking for change. <laughs> After all that, I just destroyed all our content. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, on behalf of the whole sports performance team, uh, we hope you enjoy these podcasts. And this is about you guys and, and uh, offering you guys solutions to be an exercise and live a healthier lifestyle. And if you guys are interested, uh, you can go ahead and go to our website or any of the links um, on our profile um, to get free information. We've got a couple blogs on um, these things that uh, Dr. Marissa, Dr. Steph, and Dr. Nick have really hammered out and provide a lot of this information. We have a lot of uh, free reports that you can go ahead and um, download. And we have Online programs coming soon. You just heard that. Stay tuned.